Hey there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beer and Gear. Um, I got to make a confession to you, Chris. Okay. I got I got real busy today, and you know I'm I'm actually recording this episode from my end um, from work, uh, and I didn't get a chance to get a beer, but I'm <laughs> drinking my Coke in a red Solo cup. That's got to count for something. Sure. Nice. Sure. I'll. It's not what I wanted. Um, I was running low on time, so I just had to go to Walmart and go with what they had. There we go. Hey, man, I'll take a Shiner. Yeah. Shiner's not bad. I like a little bit darker, but Shiner's not bad. Yeah. Definitely uh, on the darker end of the not technically dark beers. I don't know how you... It's a dark brown. Anyway. Dark brown. Um, goodness. Uh, man, that last episode was like drinking from a fire hydrant. Just a little bit. Yes, it was. I mean, that, that, was, that was a lot. And, and honestly, as I've, I've podcasted a few times, um, I've done different, um, different recordings and had different, we'll call them shows with the, with the air quotes. Um, and things like that. But I, I, I was not aware of some of that uh, history at all. Um, and, and I'm not aware of where some of it was going. So this is, this is really exciting to me to good. be learning at the same time. So, good, good. Same. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody else who listened was able to follow along. Uh, probably should have yeah, pointed sure. people to the podcasting 2.0 site if they had any other questions. Um, mm-hmm. obviously if you have any questions and you want to reach out to us, you can always send the boostergram if you've got a, an app that will allow you to do that. Yeah. So I'd be, I would be all about that. And we checked before we started recording this one. Yes. You, we did. Sure you know, yes. The only, if the you only... feel like you sent something you did not. <laughs> yes. It's uh, still just my test one to make you kind of. Fill, fill some warm and fuzzies. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a ton in there. Um, so, I mean, I've, John, and before we kind of get back into it, if, is there anything from that that you wanted to go back over, talk about questions or? Uh, I mean, some of the, like, just, just the fact um, that we can, we can now, like, I'd, I don't think we need to go back over it. But like what what really intrigued me in the midst of it and and even continued to over uh, trying to think about everything afterward is that like sharing um, and being able to to give value for things, you know, as as you see them um, and or, yes. or as you're consuming them. And like that, uh, that being able to value things from a consumer standpoint, you think that you are all the time. Like, I don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I, I think that I'm, I'm showing value for something whenever I buy it or whenever I listen to it and everything like that. And the amount of that that goes towards the person who actually created it is very little. So. Yes. I mean, you're really hitting on what is. Reminds me of the Hollywood strike right now. (laughs) Well, thankfully that one's wrapped up, but just in time for now with a medical strike apparently out there in California. So they traded one for the other. 
Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you're really kind of hitting on the, the beauty of value for value. You know, we've all been conditioned, uh, I guess the right way to say it, 99 cents for a song, maybe 10 to 15, as much as $20 for, uh, an, um, I say album, I guess that dates me. Um, and you thought, well, I've done a lot for this artist. And if you went and saw him in concert, you know, that's, they probably got more money from that than they did from you actually buying an album or a track. Uh, but just the fact that that price is being set and it doesn't enable you to show the musician, the podcaster, um, hopefully eventually we're going to see audiobook, um, and even as far as into documentaries, movies, and TV shows that could leverage this. But when that, when you have that set price, then it doesn't enable you to show them the value that you're getting from what they're doing. But with value for value, you can do that. If I, if I listen and I think I got a dollar's worth of value from it, I can send that. If I feel like I got a hundred dollars worth of value, I can send that too. There, there's really no, there's no limit. Um, you know, there's a couple of podcasts that I listen to that are really built on value for value. Uh, now granted they've been at it for 16, 17 years and they've built this into what it is, but every now and then you'll see people drop significant money. I mean, people consistently are sending in between 200 to $300 because they want to be classified as a executive producer or associate executive producer of the podcast. There are people who drop a thousand dollars in one, in one shot to be what's called an instanite. Um, I, there's, there's been more than that that's been dropped at one time, but it really just opened that up for you to show them the value that, that you're, you're getting from whatever the product is. So I don't expect somebody to send us a thousand dollars, but if you want to go ahead. So, uh, with that said, I guess we'll just kind of pick up. Where we left off, I know we don't have a whole lot to talk about on the beer like we normally would, but cheers to you, sir. So, if I remember correctly, kind of where we left off, we uh, just kind of wrapped up what's referred to as the the tags, which is kind of the new additions that was being added um, as far as to, to extend RSS. And we kind of hit on value for value pretty good. Uh, but what we didn't talk about is the underlying payment structure. So hopefully I don't go too far um, in, in the nerd area. Recently heard it referred to as the nerd dial. You can crank up the dial as, depending on how nerdy you want to get. Uh, that was new to me, uh, but I kind of liked it. So I think I'm going to steal it. So I'll try not to crank the nerd dial up too high. Uh, but in terms of the, the value being transferred, what they opted to do for now is it's using the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, now, the beauty of what they did is they've actually not just locked it in to Bitcoin or Lightning. It's structured in such a way that if some other value method shows up, you can just pull this out, plug the new one in. You could have both. You could add additional. So it's not like you're absolutely rigidly locked in all you can do is lightning so i love the fact that they they left it open 
Um, it's kind of a lot of what they're doing. And so when you're in the lightning world, you'll have a wallet very similar to having a Bitcoin wallet, except this is a, a lightning wallet. Um, lightning is really designed around what they call microtransactions. Um, so that could be basically, it's basically just you sending a fraction of a Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is broken down in Satoshis. So like the test that I did, I sent 235 Satoshis just to test out that boostergram. So you have all these microtransactions that are going on. And what's interesting, and I think this is where the government gets a little ruffled, is if you never convert that back out to dollars, there's no, there's no taxes as right now. It's always when you convert the Bitcoin back out to U.S. dollars, that's when Uncle Sam goes, oh, hey, that's a taxable transaction. We, we want our piece of that pie. But if you keep it in the Lightning Network, it's not getting out. Um, now, eventually, it's probably going to come out because you're going to want to cash that out if you've got a, you've got a fair amount. Uh, but the Lightning Network works very similar to Bitcoin. There are multiple nodes, which a node is basically a computer running the Bitcoin Lightning um, node software. Uh, the same thing, you the more nodes you have, the more reliable it is, the harder it is for somebody to try to inject a fake transaction, especially if you want to try to say, hey, I hadn't already made this transaction, you didn't pay up. All those other nodes can look at that and they can say, no, that's an invalid transaction, gets kicked out. So there's um, all those nodes kind of build in that um, security and are designed to prevent somebody from messing around in trying to inject uh, bogus transactions. Um, recently, Twitter, I guess now it's X, um, thanks Elon, um, recently Twitter announced that they are working on accepting Bitcoin to do those microtransactions. We'll see what, what happens with that. That'll, that'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm for anybody that wants to take take that or add that on um to me that that's only going to be a win although there are a lot of people out there that think elon just wants to kind of become your new bank so yeah, i don't really think that it matters unless un, uh, unless he doesn't have anything to back it up correct i mean elon is the master of playing the the government money angle on anything that he does he, he knows yeah. where he can get free money and he knows how yeah. to exploit it. I mean, that's what he's done with Tesla. That's what he's done with SpaceX. And there's no doubt in my mind that's what he's going to do with uh, Twitter or X. Um, you know, financial is just one more thing. You know, he he was in with the original PayPal. So he has yeah. some background on being your financial people. So it's not like it's some new um, new endeavor. So it'll be really interesting where he goes with that and what he's trying to push with um, proving your identity. Um, so even them eventually becoming an identity platform on top of your financial platform. Yeah, that part would be um, interesting to me because I was thinking about, it's funny, I went to the um, airport this weekend and uh, um, I this came up in my brain uh, when you were talking about um, the strikes um, because there was a pilot that went by <laughs> that had a ready to strike like tag on his 
suitcase. So I was like, oh no, hopefully he's not my pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Please but, don't be on mine. Um, but um, I actually, on my way, we went uh, from Dallas up to Chicago and then back um, Sunday and then Tuesday. And I forgot my ID. Oh. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> I've never tried to do this. We called and they were like, yeah, as long as you got two forms of identification, we're just going to have to do like an extended, um, whatever they call it, not search, um, screening. Screening, yeah. Yeah. And so they, like, they, they wanted everything that I had, man. They, they, they swabbed my computer and, and all of the pockets in my laptop bag and all of that. It was, invasive um but you know could have been worse and somebody was like i mean were they were they really like upset with you and i was like i could tell they were irritated but i was like set on like i am going to be nice because they're helping me and uh, there's no like i could see them saying that i can't fly i don't have an id why why did i show up to the airport without an id Correct. You talked about whatever you want to do right now as long as you let me on the plane yeah you talk about them being um Extended in search and intrusive um, made me envision them walking up to you, putting the gloves on and letting the glove pop on their hand and just the visual that that would give. <laughs> like, oh, can I drive? I mean, when they said like, a, a you know, whatever more involved screening, I was like, like a pat down. Like, what are we talking? They, they meant my stuff. Like I went yeah. through the normal uh, scanner that they do, but. They meant my stuff was going to be screened more, which I told, I mean, that makes sense. Um, But he did pat down my hat. He was like, let me see your hat. And then he had to do the whatever on it. But anyway, like it would have been really nice. I had them, I had my wife send me a picture of my ID, but it would have been really nice if there was some sort of digital way to say, no, this really is me. Um, It's really, really a bummer too, because I was TSA pre-checked and... (laughs) Didn't get to use that. Yeah. Um, the digital ID is interesting. Um, the little kid and hearing stuff as a Southern Baptist hears that and goes, oh, mark of the beast, mark of the beast. You can't do that. Don't do that. Um, it's probably not going to be it. Be something completely different. Who knows? Uh, but that's, yeah, I mean, the digital ID is interesting. Uh, it's obviously where we're going. Um, mm-hmm. fun, cool, scary, all at the same time. Yeah. I do like the idea of being able to prove that I'm me. Correct. In a digital space as well as a, um, physical one. Correct. And I, anyway, I, you were yeah, talking about nodes. Nodes. Yeah. So the nodes are important. Um, the more nodes, the more robust, uh, the more nodes, the potential pass for passing the Satoshis. Uh, more nodes mm-hmm. means more integrity in the transactions, uh, makes it harder to, mm-hmm. um, inject that makes sense. B- bogus transactions into the, the blockchain. So all the same concepts of Bitcoin, except you're just working with fractions of a Bitcoin. I, uh, I'm trying to, I think it's like a hundred million Satoshis is a Bitcoin. If there's any Bitcoiners out Dang. there, they'll let me know I'm wrong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, um, that's, that's quite a, yes, 
quite a quite I was a, thinking like cents on the dollar. That's not what that is. No, 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 no. No, each Satoshi is a fraction of a penny. Even at its uh, peak when it was in $60,000, a Satoshi, I don't think it even got near being equal to one penny. So you hmm. really, when they say microtransaction, they really mean, they mean microtransactions. And quick side note, I'm trying to learn, this is my first one with the camera, and I don't know whether to look at the camera or to look at the monitor. This is driving yeah, me crazy. That's <laughs> I'll get it figured out. <laughs> I mean, either, either way, I'm looking at your face most of the time, so yeah. I, um, it well, just helps me that my camera is closer to your face than your camera is. Yeah, I feel like I'm looking at you, but when I see myself over here, I, it looks like I'm looking down at the ground. So no, you're fine. Okay. So yeah. So nodes are a good thing. Uh, like I said, yeah, you can run your own. You don't have to. There's a ton of them out there. There's always more people adding. Um, mm -hmm. it's fun to play around, uh, and to learn the concepts, but when you get into having to, um, get liquidation as far as funds into the channels, maintain those channels, okay. maintain the liquidation, it can be a monster to manage on your own. And that's why you should look at, if you, you just get, just get you a wallet, whether it's you, you, you run it yourself or it's managed by somebody or it's even baked into your your podcast app that's the way to go for the vast majority of people keeps it simple mm -hmm. and you don't have to again crank that that nerd dial unless you just want to go down that rabbit hole mine goes up to 11 <laughs> it goes up to 11 so see it's it's better than the other ones cuz they only go up to 10 to 10 yes this one and goes this one to goes up to 11, 11. So, uh, but again, what, the other thing that I, I know I mentioned it, what I love about it is they, they didn't just hitch everything to lightning for this, which was smart. Um, you can, you can bake in anything you want. Uh, so I, I, again, they've really tried to make this whole podcasting 2.0 thing as open as possible. Um, you know, they, mm -hmm. they try to push back on the apples and the Spotify's. And that's not really podcasting. That's, that's something else. Uh, and true RSS, open RSS, like we're doing with this show is in this world is what is truly viewed as, as genuine podcasting. Um, there, there's hmm. no, there's nobody injecting ads. Um, you're, you're not giving your, well, I guess in a couple of cases we are uh, just to get the name out. But most of the time, you're mm -hmm. not just saying, here's my show, go monetize it and make money and I get nothing. Um, I know a couple of the platforms we've got it on, I'm sure they're doing that. Uh, yeah, they are. But, you know, right now, no, not as big a deal. You know, this is only episode four. We're just trying to cast the net as big as we can. And yeah, if, and also, I don't think that ours is making a lot of money for them. <laughs> no. Either, so. no, no, That's no. That's fine. no. But hopefully, you know, some this catches on. We find our our little niche, and be it become we can build community around the show. Uh, you know, that's kind of kind of where this is all all going. Uh, again, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. This was this whole thing was kind of pioneered by Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak, sixteen almost seventeen years ago. 
they started to show, started to develop a community around it. And as they developed that community, the people listening were the advertising who, who mm-hmm. got the, the show out there and has just continued to grow. I mean, even now they, they do their, their own meetups. They're, they have, they have a, a whole site set up for you to schedule yep. a meetup. Other people can, can show up and people that have no connection other than the podcast are going to restaurants or going to somebody's house, hanging out, chatting, just having a good time, building that community outside of the show. And then that just kind of overflows back into the show. And so that's what I would love to try to, obviously I don't know if we'll ever get to that level, but just build the community around the show and Mm -hmm. just run with it and see where it goes. Yeah. And it's not like we don't have, you know, some of that community already here um, in Tyler with the, we've rubbed shoulders with a lot of guys um, in the same areas. So that type of thing is already there. Yep. Um, Just going to take word of mouth. Yeah. And we got to make sure we always produce a quality product. Yeah. I can't guarantee that. (laughs) Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Everybody has to start somewhere. Also, you know, that's, that's going to depend some on what's in the cup. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to come up with a good name since you didn't have a beer. Non, non beer. Red solo (laughs) cup. That's what you can call it. The non-alcoholic episode. Mm -hmm. That time I (laughs) forgot to get a beer. (laughs) Yes. Well, did you ever listen to, I, not to just dash everybody's hopes here with something that doesn't exist anymore. Did you ever listen to the, that, that time I podcast? No, I'd actually never heard of it until you mentioned in either the previous show or the one before. Yeah. I'm just telling you like that Colson and, uh, Micah made it and it was, okay. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> they, I don't know how many episodes they made, but it was, it's worth it. If you can find it, it's worth it. Just listen to the ones that they made, and they're hilarious. Okay. If it's still out there, I can certainly find um, it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, sure, hopefully. I I mean, I bought them a uh, URL, so <laughs> it's got to be somewhere, right? Are you still paying for it? Uh, probably. All right. I was really hoping that they'd come back to it, so. Okay. Well, you know, U- those things are on. If the URL's out there, maybe somehow, some way, the, the files are still out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, um, the RSS feed's still still active. Somewhere. I'll take a look at it, and I can certainly let you know. Um, hey, jump into a piece of gear real quick while you're yeah. doing that. Um, the Since I'm sitting here on this Shure SM7B. Yes, you are. You told me about the Shure SM7DB yes. while I was out of town and I looked it up and how has that not happened before now? Yeah, that you would think that they would have seen it. It sounds like early some of the the press on it is it's 50 years since the original SM seven and they wanted to do something special for the 50th. And so they said, Hey, why don't we just put a cloud lifter basically in the microphone? Why don't we make this thing active since Everybody has to make it active anyway. Yes. Yes. So I've watched some reviews 
Overall, people mm-hmm. love it. They love the fact that you can yeah. bypass the preamp and it literally mm-hmm. just goes back to being an SM7B. Um, yeah. I think the general uh, stance from people, if you already have an SM7B, don't replace it. It's not worth it. Yeah. If you don't have one and that's where you want to go, then get the, the 7DB and it's as good All as that having... does is give you options. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get plus 18 or plus 28, which is a huge yeah, I, that, win. It's, yeah, I, I didn't really understand why they would uh, go for that feature mm-hmm. as much, but I guess it makes sense. Um, it's not that hard to um, add that. What is that, a transistor? Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's a, a FET, most likely. Oh, the JFET? Yeah, the JFET. There you go. Yeah. Lots of clean gain. Lots of clean gain. Yep. Um, but having that, and then they've still got the shaping. Um, they do, yes. Which I've really enjoyed because, you know, sometimes you want that low end like I have on this one. Um, and sometimes it, that's not helpful. Correct. So. Yeah, it's nice. You've still got the, the, I guess they technically call it a high pass filter. To me, it's a base roll off. Yep. Um, and then you base still roll. get the yeah, low cut high pass. Yeah, it's all confusing. And then I think you've still got the mid boost for presence. If I remember correctly. It's a high mid, but yeah, presence. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if there's anybody interested in an SM7, get the 7DB. Get, it's yeah, cheaper I, I than it's buying like $100 the... dollars more. It, it is, but it's cheaper than buying the SM7 and then buying the cloud lifter. Yeah, because the cloud lifter is like 125 130 Yeah, something in that range. Like I mean, you, you save a little bit and it's all built in. It depends on what you in. get. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the, the, the beauty of it being baked in is you don't have to connect that cloud lifter in the middle. You don't have to have the extra X, XLR. You don't have to find some way to place yeah. to secure the cloud lifter. There's, there's plenty of, yeah, plenty of, plenty of reasons that this should have been built in oh, yeah. a long time ago. But just grateful that they did, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, as we're talking. I haven't tried it out, but I'm looking forward to it. We're talking gears. If I can get this in the camera real quick. Look at that arm. Yeah. Check that out. Now it looks like a full blown advertisement. That's pretty nice. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, could you get that brand off of there? We didn't <laughs> be. I think that's my main complaint with this. I mean, I know road made it. I know they want everybody mm-hmm. to know who made it, but it doesn't yeah. have to be so huge. Um, that's a sleeve, right? Yes. And so technically you could cut that off and it would look like a regular, uh, PSA one, but the benefit of it was it has the cable management built into it. So for those listening, this is the, the road PSA one plus it's basically the new update to the PSA one. Um, overall I'd say I, I really love it. Um, the big update is that the knuckle is bi-directional, so it can go either way. Yes. Yes. So, in the middle. Yes. Yeah, I love it. You can get a little bit of low profile and then kick it up mm-hmm. to where it comes up underneath. 
Um, very, very smooth action. Um, even smoother than the, the compass. Uh, what I love about this one, straight out of the box. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, straight out of the box, I move this thing and it stays. I haven't had. Yeah, the compass doesn't do that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't had to make an adjustment to the tension at all. So when I got the yeah. compass, I had to work on the, the tension and I'm tweaking those plastic knobs and I'm like, oh, please don't break, please don't break. And yeah. I kind of found it for the most part and it typically stays drilled in. But this, I, you know, I've had my RE320, which I've got on here now. I put on the PR40, which is a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And still it was like, I move it right where I want it. It's just drilled in. So yeah. lo love it. Recommend it. If you're looking for a mic arm, you could consider the Rode PSA One Plus. Yeah. I'm using the compass and there there's definitely, I've used the compass for a long time. Um, there's definitely some like the, the um, twists to make it more, you know, yeah, where stable you or whatever yeah. are, are a little bit hard to get your fingers on. I'm not, you know, no yep. flex. I'm not, I'm not like trying to say I'm really strong or anything like that, but it, it, was not the easiest thing because of the way that they're shaped. Correct. I really like the way that it looks though. Oh yeah. And kind of a sucker for, for that, but having the low profile would be nice yeah. as well. And this is definitely sticking straight up off this table. Correct. I technically didn't need it. There you go. Yeah. I know y'all can't I see mean, the visual, but there it is. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, Garrett he's is compensating for something. <laughs> yeah, you think he's compensating for something. Um, <laughs> Garrett is wanting to get into Twitch with his buddies. And so we're trying to figure out what's the best mic for him, looking at some of the USB options. And nice. he needed a, a mic arm. And I'm like, well, you can have my little um, mic arm that the PR40 uh, was on. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to buy, buy this Rode arm and give it a try. So it's a good idea. Yeah. So I, I went with it. Uh, I, I like it. I'm going to use it for a while. See if it replaces the daily driver for me. Mm -hmm. So um, full disclosure, this is our opinions. We don't get kickbacks. We don't get paid for this. Oh my gosh. No road. If that's you're listening, not, that's not happening. Send product. Send product. <laughs> yeah. send product. Listen, I, I can be bought. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. Um, that, that's um, what I love about this show. We can talk to y'all about these things. We can speak open and freely. Yep. We're not on the yep. payroll for anybody. So nope. you hear an opinion from us, you know, it's straight up. It's our honest opinion. Yeah, unless I'm just angry. For some reason. <laughs> so Hard to call that honest. Yes. Um, another piece of gear that I am tempted to try. And I'll see how how well Guitar Center loves me or hates me for this. Ooh, is okay. uh, I'm really tempted to get the Lewitt LCT 440 microphone. It's a I large. It's a large diaphragm condenser. Um, so yeah. obviously not as forgiving as a dynamic. Uh, but what intrigues me is it has the same um, noise floor 
as the Neumann TLM-103, which is one of really? the quietest condenser mics you can buy. You can pick it's, up... It's advertised as the same noise floor. Yes. So, you, I mean, the Neum you can go get the Neumann if you want to drop $1,500, yeah. and it's a great microphone. Yeah. You'll, you will not regret the audio that you get from it. You'll regret how much it hurts your pocketbook. Uh, but you will you won't be disappointed in the quality of the mic. Whereas the Lewitt, yeah. you could pick it up for for two ninety nine. Mm. And what's nice, it comes with the shock mount, it comes with the foam cover, and it also comes with a magnetic uh, pop filter. You're not going to get that when you buy a Neumann. No. So <laughs> you're about to spend some more money, is what you're. About yes, you are. It's going to quickly um, turn into a two thousand dollar purchase. Speaking of $1,500, I found a ribbon mic. Oh. Um, so uh, Shane and Shane, you ever heard of uh, Shane and Shane, Christian artists? Yep. Um, they started, uh, they do this thing called uh, Worship Initiative where they teach other worship leaders how to um, be worship leaders or how to learn songs or how to, you know, whatever, play different instruments. And I noticed on one of their videos uh, that they had a new, um, oh my gosh, a new microphone that they were using uh, for their um, recordings. And it seemed like it was showing up in a lot of different videos. So I went and found it and then realized that it was $1,500. And then I was like, never mind. Like, I don't even want to, <laughs> I had, We'll just log that away as they've got more money than me. Oh, yeah. Um, but then as I was at this conference this weekend or this uh, past part of this week, um, I, it got mentioned again. So the AEA uh, KU5A is a ribbon mic that evidently is not as not quite as delicate as other ribbon mics. Also, it appears to not have the um, figure eight. Um, pattern okay. um it, it it rejects pretty well from the back end um but it's fifteen hundred dollars so that is that is quite a steep price for a vocal microphone yeah but it's a ribbon so if you're a ribbon fan which a lot of people are very different setup it's still a dynamic mic um, i don't know if uh i don't know if i always i, I don't know <laughs> when i learned that because i used to think the ribbons were a different like category like you got condenser mics you got dynamic mics and then you have ribbon mics well ribbon mics are dynamic mics it's just the way that it's not a coil that's being moved it's not a big heavy coil it's a tiny piece of metal yep. um but the the way that it's transmitting the, uh, or it's the way that it's, uh, picking up the vibration. Yeah. I was thinking of the transforming. I don't know the way that it takes the, uh, air pressure and turns it into an electrical, um, signal is, is with a magnet same way that, um, the coil is doing it with the, you know, normal dynamic microphone or the one that we all think of whenever we think of dynamic microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
Maybe you can find one of those used for an affordable price. That'd be really nice, but something tells me when somebody buys this, they're not thinking about not having it anymore. Correct. Anyway. Correct. So, yeah, so what I was I getting... looked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure even used, it's still expensive, especially if it's in really good condition. Yeah. So, yeah, so where I was going a while ago with, we'll see how long Guitar Center likes me, is they have a 45-day mm -hmm. return policy. And so I thought about going, I want to test out some gear for fun, test it out for the show. I can go pick one up, mm. use it for the show. Hey, here you go. Spent my own money. I'm done with it. I have no reason to keep it. I need to return this. Poor yeah. man's way of getting new product into the show. I mean, that, that, that definitely feels like <laughs> buying a, a piece of clothing for a some sort of function and then getting it back to them with the tag still on it. <laughs> yes. um, if you see Chris show up with a microphone with like a tag coming off of it, that <laughs> says guitar center, you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can get a, a nice AEA KU 50 or KU five, a damn, that's hard to remember. You can get one on reverb for 1250 plus $35 in shipping. Pretty was that brand new or is that there. the used? No, that's used. Okay, that's so <laughs> yeah, so even used, that's not a lot of reduction. No. Wow. I think I think people are hoping to get their money back if they don't want that microphone. Yeah, I'm sure people view that category of mic as holding value. I'm just saying on reverb, there are two used AEA mm -hmm. KU5As. That's it. The rest of them are resellers on, you know. That's like finding the, the Neumann U87 and trying to get it used. You're just not going to mm -hmm. typically find that one used. Once somebody has that, they're going to keep that mic for as long as possible. Yep. Kind of that gold standard. Yeah. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, it's good to do it again. It yeah, is, I guess it is you. getting about that time. I have to um, head up to the church and pick up my daughter. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She did just actually um, send me a text real quick and says, can you order the Baptist fall shirt? Nice. So okay. I guess I'm ordering a go. shirt at a minimum. There you go. So. I like it. Well, do a quick closing out pitch. If you're out there listening and you don't have a podcasting 2.0 app, you should ditch your old legacy podcast app. <laughs> yeah, I called it legacy. Legacy. Ooh. Yes, yes. I know that, that can fired. hurt and get a modern app that can do podcasting 2.0. If you don't know Love where it. to go, newpodcastapps.com. Not getting paid for saying new that. New podcast app. New. Not legacy podcast. No, app. not legacy. New. new. Pick them. Yep. Pick one. They're out there for Android. They're out there for iOS. There are some that are cross-platform. Cross Guess I can't say cross correctly. Mm -hmm. um, encourage you to get it. Try them out. And if you're listening to the show, send us a boost. You can send a message. Thanks, brother. We'll, we'll call it out. 
you you send me you send me a boostergram with a message, I'll gladly read it on the show. So all right, well, I guess I better close this out and go get my daughter because she's gonna Sounds good. think I forgot her. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah, see you next time.